What are some things you can do to give your hunting property an advantage over your neighbors? How can you begin to get and hold bigger bucks in front of your trail cameras? We'll find out the answers to those questions and more. The Rack Factor Podcast starts now. Welcome to the Rack Factor Podcast, where we discuss the factors that lead to bigger bucks and a healthier deer herd. The Rack Factor Podcast is presented by Rack Fuel Premium Deer Nutrition. From premium deer mineral to deer feed, premium food plot seed to deer attractant, Rack Fuel products maximize the health and potential of your deer herd year round. Visit rackfuel.com and fuel your herd. All right, here we go. The maiden voyage of the Rack Factor podcast. My guest today and co-host in future episodes of the show is the one and only Tom Lester, co-owner and founder of Rack Fuel. What's up, Tom? How's it going, Steve? Man, it's going. I'm excited to be doing this with you. Me we too. got a lot of uh, great content coming up, a lot of great guests coming up. But uh, I, I got to ask you, for those that don't know, explain what is Rack Fuel? Okay, Steve. Uh, Rack Fuel, it's basically, it's a three-part program that's designed to improve the health of your deer herd, but especially to grow bigger bucks. Um, part one is our premium deer feed. Part two is our premium deer mineral. And part three is our premium food plot blends. Now we understand that not everyone's going to use, you know, all three parts. So each one is, is designed to work on its own to uh, improve the health of your deer herd. But what we found is when we use all three together, we're getting the greatest results and really we're maximizing the buck's potential. That's awesome. So you've got this line of products. Where did the idea to market these products come from? So I've been making mineral and attractants for whitetails for it's about 20 years now. Um, like everyone else, I started buying stuff off the shelf. I just wasn't happy with the results that, that we were getting on the farms that I hunted. Um, so I started doing a lot of research and, and looking at it and trying to figure out a way to make something that I thought would be better, you know, for the herd that, that, you know, the deer we were hunting. And uh, I wanted to, to have, you know, more minerals and vitamins in, but my main focus was, you know, low salt and um, calcium and phosphorus. So the salt, I wanted it to be under 20%. And uh, I wanted a two to one ratio of calcium to phosphorus. That was the main, main goal of it. So when I made the first batch, um, put it out, put the camera on it and uh, went back a few weeks later to check, was pretty excited to see, you know, how it was working. And then I got there and it didn't look like they hardly ate it. And I checked the cameras and it, it just, they didn't. Um, I added, you know, liquid and dried molasses to it to try to uh, to use it as the attractant to bring the, the, the deer in, but they just didn't really like that low salt product. So I knew I had to try to figure something else to get them to, to eat it. So there was a lot of trial and error. Um, and, you know, after a while, I came up with an idea and made an attractant that I added to it. And the deer absolutely hammered it. Um, I, I couldn't believe actually how often they were coming back and, and eating it. 
So, you know, it was that attractant that really changed the entire deal. Um, and then the first year we saw a difference in, in kind of body size, but after, you know, the second and the third year, we really noticed a big difference in the, the size of the racks, um, and the characteristics, you know, the bucks that we were hunting for years, most of what we saw was, uh, you know, pretty big eight pointers, uh, wide, tall tines, but, uh, short brows, not a lot of 10 pointers and hardly ever any, any junk. Um, and you know, after like that third year, we've seen more 10 pointers than eights, um, taller brows than, you know, over the years we've seen a lot of different things, a, a lot of split brows, a lot of split twos, um, even a number of, of double main beams. So we, we saw the big difference and then friends of ours saw, you know, the change. So, uh, they asked about it. So I was selling to just, you know, a few buddies around the Midwest and we were hearing the same results from them. They were having the same, um, jump and, you know, in, in their bucks. So my dad and I, we decided, you know, we, you know, maybe we can help other hunters as well. And, uh, that's when monster X was, was created. And, uh, that was a company that, you know, my dad and I started to sell mineral and attractants, um, for whitetails. And, and we sold a lot of product and we had heard a lot of really great things from customers all over. We sold, you know, from North Dakota down to Texas and every state, you know, east of that. And, uh, we were getting pictures sent in. We sold a lot of products. Um, things looked really well, but you know, there, there was issues for sure. We didn't have any type of a business background. Um, and we made some, you know, bad mistakes, followed the wrong advice. And, uh, it just, you know, after five years, it, it, it just wasn't going anywhere. And then, you know, my dad passed away unexpectedly. And really, you know, after that monster X kind of died off too. So I still liked chasing big bucks, you know, and, and running cameras. So I was still making mineral, um, and the attractants and putting it out for, uh, on, on places I hunted and a few friends were still using it as, as well. It was kind of back to the beginning, you know, and when I was doing that, I figured I can improve it, I think a little bit. So I kept looking into some, some more research and tweaking, uh, both the mineral and the attractant and, uh, came up with what I, I think I kind of perfected it. Um, a number of people over the years since monster X, you know, died off, you know, asked about, uh, starting up. And I, I kept saying, no, I had a, a you know, a pretty big company asked me to make a liquid mineral for them. And then another company wanted to use our attractant in, in their products. And I, I didn't want to give it away to anyone. So I, I just, you know, I told them no. And then, you know, one of my good friends, um, he, he must've asked, I don't know how many times, eight, eight or nine times he asked about starting it up again. And I, I just kept telling him no. And then finally, you know, one day he called and he said, okay, we're going to start back up. 
you know, we're just going to do it. He goes, just tell me what you need. So we had a long conversation on, on what he could do and, and, you know, what, I, how I wanted to do it if, if we did. And the good part and, and what made me even consider it this time was the business background that, that I did not have, you know, starting a business and running it successfully him and his father have, a, you know, a number of businesses and they had the entire infrastructure, you know, they had the warehousing, the people that could pack and ship um, accountants and, you know, people to run the books, um, IT guys, even, you know, a, a web guy that could build the website for us. So all of the, those things. So I called my wife and talked to her about it. I actually called and talked to you, Steve, and, and, Cause it was like, this sounds too good to be true. You know, to, trying to hear what someone else's perspective and, you know, opinion. Um, and then really what cemented it is I called, you know, our good friend, Mike Jacklin, uh, him and his family run a successful business. It's, it's been in their family for over a hundred years. So I figured I'm, I'm going to run it past him and see what he thinks. And, uh, you know, at the end of the conversation, not only did Mike say you need to do it, he, you know, he was like, I'm, I'm going to invest in it. I want to be a part of it because he'd been using our stuff since the beginning. Cause not only do they have their business in, in Wisconsin, they also own uh, and run an outfitting business where I hunt in, in Iowa. So he knew how well our products worked. And then he knew how that whole business structure was going to be set up. Um, so that's really, that's, that's how this whole thing started, but uh, I didn't want to try to start Monster X over everything. It, it had to be new, um, new name, new logo, new website, the coloring, you know, of, of that we used for the packaging, you know, the, everything different because it was a, it was a new product and it was going to be a new system. It wasn't going to be just mineral and attractants, minerals, part of it, but, but not even, the main part, you know, it had to be the mineral and feed and food plot, you know, seed if, if we were going to do it. So that's how this whole, this, this whole thing started. It's quite a journey for sure. Um, yeah. You know, some listeners out there, they may have never heard of, you know, supplemental feeding or deer nutrition, uh, even though it's in the name Rackfield premium deer nutrition, you know, what are the benefits of, mm -hmm. of providing additional nutrition to your deer herd and, and why should that be on people's radar? For me, um, supplemental feeding is, is a huge part of, of the nutrition program because not everyone, um, has the land to, to, um, grow food plots, or even if they have the land, it, it might not be they might have the, not have access or it might be all, all woods and they, they just might not have the, the ability to put food plots in. Um, I know there's some farms I hunt, I can't put food plots in. So we rely on, on mineral and, and the feed. Um, but even if you can have food plots, there's times where, you know, we're, we're trying to give them what they need all year long and, this way you it's easy you know you you can be able to get it out and put it you know in in an area um and get them the protein the fat 
the energy that they need to survive through the winter. Um, you know, in the spring, when before everything starts to green up, you're, you're giving them, you know, a boost, help them replenish anything that they might have lost during the winter. And in the summertime, there's, you know, when there's a drought and, and food plots sometimes aren't doing great, it's a great way not only to give them the food and, like I said, the protein and energy and fat that they need, but it's a great way to inventory the, the deer on your um, on your property. A lot of guys use it just for that reason is, is to just, you know, to be able to get maybe sp- you know, target bucks in front of their cameras, um, just to see if they're still right. sticking around or even it, right. it even brings in different bucks from, from different properties as well. You know, for me, you know, as, as important as supplemental feeding is what you feed them is, is even more important. Um, when you flip over the back of the bag, if the first ingredient isn't, um, grain products, then, then I would just put that bag right back down because a lot of companies, just like on the mineral where they're using the salt as their attractant and, and salt is cheap. Um, those processed grain byproducts, uh, they're, they're cheap as well. And, and a lot of companies are, are using those to, uh, you know, keep their costs down, but, but bringing the deer in now, really the, the biggest problem with that is, um, they're more fibrous and deer have a hard time processing high fibrous products. So we want a clean product. Um, you know, it's, it's whole corn. We've got roasted soybeans. We have, uh, protein pellets. We have roasted corn in there as well. We black oil, sun, uh, flower seeds, and, uh, we fortify our feed with our, premium deer mineral. So we put a hundred pounds of, of mineral in every ton of feed, but really the key to what sets our feed apart from others is we put two gallons of our attractant in every ton of feed, whether it's the apple flavored or the peanut butter, um, you know, and that strong smell brings deer in it's, and, and that really is the key to, to, you know, a lot of our products is, is that attractant. Um, you want something that's that's like 16 to 18% would be, you know, a, a good basis to go by when you're looking on protein for, for feed. And then you want, you know, if, at, at least 6% fat. And then I wouldn't, you know, use anything more than like a 6% uh, fiber content. And the way that we have our setup, trying to make it, is as as good as we can for the deer you know our we're right at the maximum of what we believe that that the deer need is 18 percent on the on the protein um eight we're at eight percent on the fat and we're uh four percent on the on the fiber so we want not only for the you know to pull the deer in but we wanted them to be able to consume it digest it process it and really get all the benefits that they can from our feed. So the key is no fillers. Uh, a lot of right. competitors products have fillers, which we're, we're not going to name names, but as you said, you're trying to keep your 
products as clean as possible and to lower those thresholds, right. you know, not, not going above, you know, and adding things that they don't necessarily need and, and can't necessarily process. You touched on the point of, of that smell, that aroma, that, man, it just, it pulls deer in, doesn't it? it, it you can, you can honestly say that when you, when you put your product out, it, it's, it can be a game changer. When we go to shows, we, we will actually have the product at the booth and we do, we get a lot of uh, reaction from people walking by, don't we? Right. So we, we keep it in a, in a, basically a plastic Ziploc container with a screw on lid. Um, so that way they can see the product and see that, you know, how clean it is. Um, but the, the ultimate goal is we want them to open that lid and, and not just look at it, but, but smell it. Um, and it really, it's, it's, it's pretty, it's, it's interesting to watch the reaction from everyone because when they're thinking of anything with deer, you know, a lot of times I, I, it's almost, I think in their head that it's going to be a bad smell. Um, and when they smell it, you know, that, that sweet smell, whether it's the cherry vanilla from our mineral or the apple or the peanut butter from our feed, um, we get a lot of, Oh, I would eat that. They really, you know, that's, it smells that good. Um, you know, and it smells from a long way away and, and you can smell it, um, from a pretty good distance, you know, as you know, the people can. So the deer can smell it. I mean, from a long way, we, I mean, that's our goal is not just to bring all the deer on our property into a spot. So we know what we have, but I mean, we want to pull deer off of neighbors properties as well. Well, Tom, obviously whitetails are a big part of your life. And another activity that you love to do is, is shed hunt. Uh, you love hitting, hitting the fields and uh, the woods in the off season, looking for shed antlers. So what's the story behind the rack fuel logo? I noticed there's a shed antler there. Um, and how does that fit into to what you're doing, trying to move forward here? Yeah. So that the shed is actually from a buck um, that we chased for, for years. Um, it was the first real, I mean, really big buck that, that I got on camera. Um, we named it split brow. I mean, not very unique or that, but it was the first split brow, double split brow buck that we got on camera after using, um, the mineral and, uh, it, you know, it was a really good deer, but it, it looked young, it looked like he was three and a half and had a lot of potential. Um, I've known Tom Indebro for years. So I, I sent a picture over to Tom because he, he knows more about whitetails than, than almost anyone. So I sent it over and I wanted to just hear kind of his opinion. And, and I called him up and, you know, he said, no matter what, he goes, try to make sure that that deer doesn't get shot this year. If, if, if he can get it another year or two, he's going to be just a giant. So that was, that was the plan. And that was the first, you know, really good buck that, that we put on basically, you know, a no shoot list and, and was just off limits. And, and we figured that buck was somewhere 150, 151, 152, 100, you know, it, it was a good, I mean, a good deer. And uh, I remember during bow season that year, you know, I, I had him come right in. He was about 20 yards and I just sat on my hands and that's, that's the first, 
you know, buck like that, that, that I had passed. Um, and that wasn't easy because, you know, I mean, 150 inch deer is, is a really good deer and, and it would have been, you know, one of my better ones, but, uh, we knew it was going to, you know, I had a chance to really blow up into something really big and, uh, he was really good at four and for sure we would have shot him. Um, at five, he, he disappeared and I think he was across the river on, on another piece of property. Um, and at six, he showed back up, um, and he was blind in his one eye and, uh, his, his left eye was blind and his, his right side antler changed. It, it wasn't mostly typical with, um, you know, just, you know, some kicker points sticking out. It, it had, I mean, it's still pretty typical, but, um, it had some, some extra beams and, and that, and, uh, so we really, we chased that deer pretty, pretty hard, no matter, you know, what, what stand I picked, he was just on a different area and he didn't like to be by other, other deer, especially after, um, he was blind in, in the one eye. So he wasn't chasing, um, during the rut, he, you know, he just had his routine. He had a big circle that he went and he just kind of kept to himself. So we, we, we had, we never got a chance to to uh, catch up with them that year, and we were actually in Louisville, Kentucky, at an ATA show, and one of my friends, Tony Folsey, was uh, checks cameras with me every once in a while, and he called and he's like, "Hey," he goes, "Do you mind?" He goes, "I, I kind of want to go and and check a few cameras," and I was, you know, I told him, "That's that's fine, go ahead," but. There was a couple in particular. I'm like, I want you to check these few cameras because we haven't seen Split Brow, um, you know, in, in a few weeks. I go just to see if he's he's on them. So we finished up that day. We packed up and uh, we just started to leave and we were making plans. We were going to drive a few hours that night and then stay somewhere and then then, you know, come home in the morning. And Tony called and he's like, I think the day, I think it was December 30th, the picture, if I, if I remember right, but, um, he walked past the stand that we called the shortcut with both sides at 10 o'clock in the morning. And he was heading over to another camera, you know, that we, we call the cedar. Um, and then he came back at one o'clock that afternoon and his, his right side, he dropped. So, I knew it was, it was in between there, you know, they're not going to travel that time of year very far. I, I think he, you know, he was just heading over to, to bed and, and I'm thinking it's within a hundred yard, you know, area where, where that shed is. So we decided we're going to drive right through the night We're we weren't stopping. We're going to drive, um, and then go out and look for it. Now, a, a few of my buddies had called while we were driving. They knew what we were going to do. So there was a couple of us that that met up um, and we walked back to go look for it. And it might have been the easiest, even though it's it's a big shed, um, it might have been the easiest find ever because we didn't even mess around and look at anything until we got to the cedar. And then we kind of split up. Um, you know, and when we went out there, I've shed hunted uh, a number of buddies' properties, and and uh, there's big ones that everyone they know that we're looking for, 
whoever's lease it is or owns the ground kind of keeps it. And I told them, I'm like, cause I've let guys keep other sheds, but I said uh, uh, that this one was going to be mine. Cause I knew I could find it myself. I knew basically where it was and everyone agreed. Um, so I kind of went behind the cedar and it, it I don't think it was three minutes and I wow. could hear, you know, my buddy, Bobby Bergeson, he's like, I got it. And it was, there was a big cedar tree in between the, the cedar that we have the, the trail camera on and, uh, and the shortcut camera. And it just, he walked right by that camera laid under that cedar tree and just there it laid, you know, perfect. So it was pretty exciting. Um, and, uh, it scored exactly 98 inches. Wow. It's a, it's a heck of a shed. And that's when we were coming up with ideas for the logo, you know, I, I was, we sent pictures, you, you took care of a lot of that stuff. Um, so I'll let you go into the details, but I knew we wanted, if, if we could have it in the logo, I thought it would be pretty neat. Yeah, that's, that's definitely a, a landmark deer for, for your, not only your property, but for the types of things you've been doing on your property over the years. Um, you know, he was obviously a benefactor of, uh, you know, your mineral product and, and the things that you were doing. So right. we, we, uh, we sent off some pictures to John at apex advertising. Um, there's, there's pictures of the deer. Uh, we, we sent the picture of you holding that shed and he actually, he took, he took that shed and he incorporated that into the rack fuel logo, which we, we, we agree. It's, it's a fantastic logo. Um, he did a great job with it. Right. And I think it really captures, you know, the essence of, of, your brand and, and what you're trying to do with rack fuel. So I, I know you have the shed there. Um, and, and people that know the logo will probably recognize it if you want to want to hold that up and, and yeah, show people just how big that thing is. He just turned it to make it look a little bit like, like, like an A. So this yeah. is. So this for is those, it. so for those just listening that, that, that right side, it's kind of a mainframe six point, right? He was, he was, uh, yes, he was yep. a tw 12 point yep. six by six yep. with some, some stuff on both, both sides, but. Well, he, he was, you know, the six point, you know, with, with a split and then, uh, actually there's, they, it was scored as three, um, main beams. And then um, the other side was was a big ten point side with um, a bunch of kickers. the The other side, when when he went by on the cameras, was more impressive um, because it didn't have you know to, to grow that that double main beam um, or or the, the the third beam you know that, that was coming off of it. The time length is was unbelievable. I, I mean, just a giant giant deer so i mean the, the ones i was 98 we we always from all the pictures we we thought he was around 209 to 210 and uh yeah he just disappeared um I, and you know that this shed is is the last you know anyone you know knows of it um we looked like crazy we brought you know buddies in brought dogs in trying to find the other side it just never found it um and never got another picture it was just 
that was it just disappeared. So, and a deer like that, you know, if someone shoots it, you, you would hear about it. So no idea. Obviously we wish right. we, we could have continued the story with him, but uh, you know, to have his shed is, is pretty special. So let's talk specifically right. now, Tom, about your deer mineral. That That's kind of your, that was your, you know, initial product that came out. Um, what's the secret sauce that you've discovered with the mineral and, and what does it actually do? There's no secret recipe really on the mineral. It's, it's just, I'm putting more mineral and vitamins and, and less salt. Um, really, like I said, the key and, and the basis to, to our, you know, the success of our mineral and, uh, our feed is, is the attractant. Um, you know, I've heard it called the secret sauce. I've heard Tom's love juice. I've heard a number of different things, um, with the attractant. It's, it's an oil-based product, um, that is, it's got a strong smell. There's no doubt it, it's a strong smell, but it's a sweet smell. Um, and there's a number of different, you know, flavors that, that we have. And the, the good part about this, you know, because we, it's not watered down, um, when we, we pour this oil-based product over our mineral or over our feed, uh, it coats everything. So you have that that smell all through the entire product. It's not just, you know, on on one one part of it. It it kind of coats everything. And it that smell, it it first of all they they smell it and I'm sure they're curious. So they they go in and then they try it. And um, you know, that flavor they, they must really like the taste of it because they, they keep coming back. So that, that really is, is the key to why, um, that the deer will eat our stuff over, you know, the high salt products and, and over some of the, the, you know, the less the feed with, with more of the processed grain byproducts in, in there. Um, so it's not, you know, an easy thing to make. It's, it's not, a cheap thing to make either, you know, so part of, of, you know, with, with our products is we're never going to be cheaper than, than everyone else. We, we try to keep it, you know, as competitive as we can, but because we're putting in premium products, you know, we're getting the, the best ingredients that we can We're putting in, you know, an expensive attractant and, you know, we could even get away with, I could do one gallon per ton, but, you know, I want to make sure that those deer are drawn as far as we can. So, you know, we, we put the extra gallon in, we, we go, you know, above and beyond, I believe what, what we need to, to make sure that, you know, our product is better than everyone else. So there's, there's, you know, some extra cost to that, but, um, you know, we want the hunters that are using our stuff to be as successful as we are with it. Um, you know, we don't make a special version for the stuff that we use. The same thing that, that we're selling to the customers, we we use ourselves. So, and, and I'm not putting anything else, you know, out unless I think it's it's the best stuff that we can. But, um, yeah, the, the, the key really is that, that oil-based um, attractant. And like we touched on earlier, you know, when people smell it, they, they think, boy, I, I, I like that smell. You know, I mean, I would, I would even eat that. Um, so yeah, our, our big thing is, is drawing deer in, you know, to see what you have, but also, um, 
we've had guys, you know, that, that weren't getting pictures and, and, and used it to, to draw deer in. Yeah. There's a story that we've heard, um, not, not too long ago, uh, of a guy that used the product and he saw results pretty quickly, actually. <laughs> Why don't you share that one? Right. So last summer, um, there's a guy that, that had a small piece of, of property. Um, and you know, he said he'd only seen like two bucks on, on camera up to that point. And a lot of the, the, the tracks around them were, were larger tracks with, with a lot of food plots. Um, and he just wasn't getting deer going through there. And he, you know, it, he said he sees a lot of deer during the rut. They, they go through his property more, but he wanted to see what was there. And he, you know, asked me, you know, what he could do. And I suggested, um, that he put some of the feet out. And, uh, so he got some on a Friday and put it out Saturday morning. And then he called me on Monday and he said that once he put it out Saturday morning, from the time he put it out till he walked back to his truck, he said it was less than a half an hour. And, uh, he was already getting pictures from his cell phone, um, from his, his cell camera of, of two bucks. And then, uh, by Monday morning, he, I'd already seen 11 different bucks on that property, uh, drawn in from that, that, you know, the attractant on that feed. So it, I mean, crazy results, you know, in, in a short amount of time, it's, uh, you know, and that's not the only time that we hear things like this. Um, you know, this was last summer, but just recently, um, a couple weeks ago, you know, I was talking to our good friend, Pat Howard, and, and I was telling him, I said, yeah, I just got an email earlier that day. It was someone that, that saw some of the pictures on social media that we were posting and they decided, um, they wanted to try our stuff and they bought one bottle of the attractant, one bag of the mineral and one bag of the feed. And, you know, in the email, it said that they were using the competitors stuff for a while and was getting, you know, some pictures, but uh, they decided they wanted to try ours. Um, but they, they were reluctant on putting it in their best spot. And then, you know, it said, you know, they decided, well, I'm going to try it because that's why I, I got it. So they put it out in their best spot and had pictures come in right away. And they, um, they were, they were, you know, surprised at, at how quickly it worked. And then they, again, you know, saw deer that they hadn't seen before, you know, and at the end, you know, put, uh, you know, I give all your products a 10 out of 10. And, uh, you know, right away, Pat said, he's like, that's not the first time you heard that. And I said, no, I said, you know, we've heard that quite a bit. Um, and actually, you know, we love that stuff because that's why we did it. You know, we, we, we decided to sell this, you know, to help other hunters and, and get that success. So, you know, when, when, yeah, when you see that stuff, it, it, it's, it's pretty rewarding, you know, to, to know that you're helping them. And also, you know, we know what it's, what it does and, and, and how it reacts, but to, to hear other people's reaction is, is pretty neat. But uh, yeah, Pat was like, yeah, I've heard, you know, I know you've heard, you know, a lot of that stuff. Um, but I did tell him, and I don't even know if you've, you've heard this story before. The craziest one that, that we we've ever had. Um, this is years ago. We were at uh, Deerfest 
back when it was um, in Oshkosh still. And uh, I had a customer come in and he was at the booth and we were talking and, and he was hunting in a place where you couldn't use bait. Um, and, and he didn't want to, to risk it. So, you know, he was looking for a way to basically just to inventory and, and, and see what deer were on there. Cause he was hunting, uh, you know, in the swamps and he said he would put the camera out and he would get a half a rack or a blurred picture or a picture of an ass going by. He's like, I couldn't get them to stop. Um, and, and I told him, I said, well, I, I sold him a bottle of our attractant and I, I told him, I said, you know, put your camera facing at, at, on the trail, but where there's some cattails. And, uh, I said, just spray the stuff right on, on the cattails and that'll absorb that, that scent. I said, you know, then you're, you're not baiting You're you're, you're, you know, it's, it's a, it's just an attractant. Um, but when they come by, they're going to smell that and, and get drawn in and they're going to stop and you're going to get your pictures. And, uh, you know, anyone that, that tries our stuff or, you know, kind of on the fence and just buys a bag or two to try. Um, I always have my business cards sitting on the, on the booth for people, you know, in case they have questions or, or want to order more stuff or, you know, more times it's, it's someone's got a, you know, a question on, on how they could use something or, or a recommendation. So, but on, on anyone that buys something, you know, it's like, Hey, I'm I'll give it a try. I always give them the card because I know they're going to be calling, um, to order more. And, uh, and this guy called three weeks later and, uh, He's like, you're not going to believe it. He's like, I sprayed it on the cattails, like you said. And he's like, I got all these pictures, you know, way more than I've, I've ever gotten. He goes, but the crazy part, he sprayed it on the cattails and, and the deer actually ate the cattails. So you put it on something that they're, they're going to eat it. Nothing like having a huge scent wick out there with a cattail. And those, those stories never, (laughs) right. Those stories never get old. Right. Let's just switch gears briefly and talk about strategy um, and how guys and gals potentially use your products. Um, so, so let's address the private land hunter, the guy that's got 40 acres, 80 acres, 20 acres even. What do you recommend right. that person do, that hunter do to kind of incorporate the rack fuel program onto their, their private ground? You know, I mean, ideally, like we talked about earlier, um, you can use, you know, that that three-star program where you're using the mineral and the feed and the food plots um, to get the, the, the optimal results. But, um, you know, when it for mineral, um, I kind of like it by water if, if you can. Um, uh, I, I like to put it kind of on the, on the field edge. A lot of times I try to stay out of the woods, you know, as, as much as I, I can. Um, so I do a lot of stuff kind of on the fringe and, and on, the, on field edges is where most of my, my mineral sites are. Um, and, and I like to put the feed kind of in the, in the same areas, just off to the, to the side. Uh, you know, if, if you're, you know, you know, on private land and you've got a fear that's, I mean, perfect, you know, just fill the feeder up and then you just, you know, replenish it when, when you need to. But, um, if you're, if you're not going to use a, a, 
a feeder if you're just going to put it right on the ground and and i do that um quite a bit i don't dump into a pile i i like to fling it and and spread it out um i don't just don't like it piled up um the main reason you know if if there's multiple deer coming in i i don't need them fighting over it and and stressing them out so um i try to like i said i I try to fling it uh you know and spread it over a pretty pretty good size area uh, but um, yeah, that that's that's kind of my main deal on on private. And then for the public land hunter, the guy that doesn't have his own property, what would mm-hmm. you recommend they do? So on the on the public land guys, um, what what I would do, you know, if you're trying to kind of hide it from from anyone else that that you're you know hunting basically in competition with uh you don't want to give anyone else an edge you know on on the work that you're doing instead of pouring the mineral on the on the ground where all of a sudden someone could see a big hole started you know to to get dug up and and where they're eating the dirt and the mineral um i would pour it on a stump now there might be someone that might notice you know that all of a sudden the stump's getting kind of chewed up and 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 eaten but uh I th- you'd almost have to be looking for that. So I, I kind of would hide it basically that way and, and pour it on a stump. Um, on the feed, what I would do is uh, if you could find like a meadow or, um, you know, anywhere where there's kind of tall grass and, you know, weeds or, you know, anything like that, um, I'd kind of go out in the middle and and same thing as as pouring on the ground if it was private i I would fling it out i would not put it in a a pile i would fling it out in the area and um you know we do that on some stuff in in tall grass areas and switch grass on some private property um and if we want to put a camera on it we'll take basically like a little hand weed whip um you know, manual one and, and knock a bunch of the, 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 the tall grass down in a circle, put a camera, fling the, the feed in there. You could do the same thing if you wanted to. And, and I mean, someone might stumble upon it, but, um, but if you want to, you know, put a camera that that's, that's how I would, would do it on, on public. Um, the other thing that you could do in both the public and private, because there's a lot of places that you can put feed out um, during the off season, but not during hunting season. Um, so you could put um, the, the feed out, you know, when you can, and then spray the attractant um, during hunting season because it has the same smell. So, you know, you can give them the, the impression that that, that food is, is there by by spraying that that attractant um on a scent wick or or you know in your shooting lanes on on any type of you know on the tall grasses in, in those same those same spots all right tom you've you've given us some really good good strategies some good advice on how to use rack field products but now it's time to have a little fun we're gonna we're gonna move to our lightning round questions and these are questions we ask 
real quick, give us your kind of your first response and uh, hopefully we'll have a little fun with this. So question number one, if you could only hunt one day each year, what day would that be? Okay, I have two answers. <laughs> two answers. So I can't be as only easy. one day. I have two answers. <laughs> Let me specify. Yeah, only have one day. <laughs> no, that's I, fine. Let, no, I understand what, what, what are, you're saying. What are you? I your understand days? what you're saying. So this on this year, okay, I drew an Iowa muzzleloader tag. So my day is December 29th. Um, I go down the day after Christmas and I hunt a, a number of days and I, I've shot a couple bucks on December. 29th i'm hoping this year it's december 26th because I, I that is my birthday and i've been wanting to shoot a birthday buck for a number of years and that his uh is uh, you know i haven't quite done that but but if i had a day to choose this year it, i would say december 29th late season over a food plot in in iowa but uh on the years that i don't have an iowa tag unfortunately um i like november 7th definitely a good day to be in the tree stand all right what's your favorite tree stand snack i like a lot of stuff but uh <laughs> if i only had to pick <laughs> if i only had to pick one i i like uncrustables i would take i would i would pick an uncrustable over wow, a lot nice. of things yeah any particular yeah. flavor really only two i i only like the uh the the grape with uh jelly with peanut butter or the the hazelnut. Okay. I'm not eating the strawberry one. I don't, I don't know why, but I, nope, that's not just those two. Got it. All right. Next question. Gun or bow? Both. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm, I'm difficult. <laughs> I'm, I'm difficult. I, I know most guys are going to say bow and, and I love to bow hunt and, and I bow hunt more than I, you know, other than, you know, when I muzzleloader hunt in Iowa, then, then I probably have more days, um, gun hunting than bow hunting. But, um, you know, I'm trying to kill most of the time, a specific deer and, uh, whatever the season is, you know, I, I've tried that in the past where I was like, Oh, I'm just going to bow hunt this year. And, and during gun, you know, I had a, a, you know, a big one that I was after, you know, just out of bow range during gun season. And I just thought to myself that this is, this is not, I don't care. You know, if you're just trying to hunt a specific deer, it's not an easy thing to do. Um, and I just, I'm not going to, you know, make my chances harder. You know, if I can do it legally, I'm, I'm going to use whatever weapon I, I, I use them all. Yeah. You're a Minnesota guy. You hunt a number of states. Which yeah. one's your favorite? Iowa. It's not even close. Iowa. Yeah. Yeah, I've hunted in a number of areas. Um, I've seen some really good ones in Kansas, but boy, the luck I've had there is, is uh, horrible. I'll, uh, I'll stick to Iowa. All right, last question. What do you think is, is the number one factor for killing a mature whitetail? I mean, the obvious answer is nutrition, but, um, you know, that, that, that's not it for me. I mean, really it's, it's age. Age is the number one factor. I don't care how much nutrition, um, 
you give the deer, if, if you don't let them get to a certain age class, they're, they're just never going to reach their potential. Um, now, not every old buck is going to be, you know, a booner, I mean, you know, they're not all going to be a giants. They, they, you know, they, they have their limitations, you know, it just, but you know, if you don't let them get to, to at least, you know, at least four, but I mean, really five or six is, is where they're really going to be as, as big as they can. So, um, and there's great deer, you know, at, at three years old, you know, like split brow was, was, was a heck of a buck, you know, 150, but you know, he made it to six and he was like almost 210. I mean, that's a huge difference. So no, to me, it's, it's, it's age. All right. Great answers. So there are other rack fuel products available. Where can listeners go to find out more about rack fuel premium deer nutrition? You kind of touched on that a little bit there there we do have a few other products um we didn't talk too much about the, the food plot uh blends yet um so I'll, I'll just we have seven blends right now and we're working on on some more um spent a lot of time talking to agronomists and land managers um you know guys that 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 we know that kill really big bucks and trying to come up with the perfect blend you know where where you're given a number of different seeds in each blend that mature at different points to try to keep the deer coming back um and and what we've created is is you know whether it's it's early season or or late season um we've got products that that can help um you know, provide the nutrition that those deer need all year long. And then also we've got a, a screening product, um, called the wall, uh, that we also have basically to, you know, to, for borders and, uh, hide blinds and, and, and all those things. So we, we spent a lot of time on that. Um, we won't talk too much because we've got, a, you know, another episode coming up where we're going to really dive into all of our blends and, and what they can do and uh, and how they benefit everyone. Um, I believe it's probably going to be our, our, our next episode. Um, so, yeah. But, uh, you know, if everyone's looking for, for our stuff, um, you know, you can go right to the website, you know, www.rackfuel.com. Um, you know, for people that really like to shop Amazon, you can go and buy all, all of our products there, but if you're just looking for pictures, um, you know, and information, we've got a rack fuel, Facebook page, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, there's more pictures on Facebook than, than the others, but there's a lot of pictures, um, not just trail camera pictures of, uh, you know, of, of, of big bucks, but also hunters that were successful last year using our product that took pictures with, with our bag or, or our, our jug of, of food plot, uh, blends. Um, and it's, it's pretty impressive. I mean, there's, there's a lot of really big deer, you know, and, and there's something that I, I kind of missed on a little bit earlier when we were talking on the, on the feed, um, A lot of people, you know, the, th the the big thing you hear is when we put out feed, you know, especially the big bucks, we're only getting pictures at night. 
So with our attractant, you know, I believe that those deer, when they smell it, they know they've got to go in there and get some of it before all the other deer do. So if you go to, to our social media page, you go to Facebook and you look at all the pictures, we have a lot, I mean, a lot of really big, I mean, giant bucks on camera during daytime coming in to, to hit our feet. Yeah, it, it's impressive the caliber of bucks hunters are seeing and sharing pictures of. And those pictures continue to roll in as more and more people are discovering rack fuel. Well, obviously, whitetails are fascinating critters, Tom, and the people that hunt them tend to be as well. Right. We've got some great guests coming up on the podcast to discuss just the myriad of factors that go into chasing mature bucks and lead to a healthier deer herd. No, that sounds good, Steve. Thanks for uh, for hosting and and, uh, and and getting the guests. I, I think people are going to be pretty excited about what we have coming up. And uh, there's going to be a lot of information on, on you know, the factors of, 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 you know, us chasing these big bucks. Thanks for joining us on the Rack Factor podcast presented by Rack Fuel Premium Deer Nutrition. Listeners of the podcast can enjoy 20% off Rackfield Premium Deer Mineral, Feed, or Food Plot Seed by entering the code FACTOR, that's F-A-C-T-O-R, at checkout. Visit rackfuel.com now for 20% off premium deer nutrition products and fuel your herd. Hey guys, to celebrate the launch of our podcast, we are having a review giveaway. So if you found value in our conversation today, please share and write a review wherever you listen to podcasts. This really helps us get found by others in the hunting community. So write a review, take a screenshot, and email it to steve at rackfuel.com. We will pick one winner to receive a Rackfuel prize package as a thank you. Good luck.